Hola, I am Silvia Salazar, founder of Tono Latino, and I'm here today recording to share with you why Iowa is such a big deal today, Monday, February 3rd, 2020, why Iowa is all over the news, and why it's considered the unofficial beginning of the 2020 presidential election. Voters from all across the state are going to gather tonight to vote for their preferred presidential candidate. Now, before we begin, I just want to get everybody on the same page about what a caucus is. According to the dictionary, it's a meeting at which local members of a political party registered register their preference among candidates running for office or select delegates to attend a convention. Like I said at the beginning, why Iowa? Why are they the first state in the nation to vote? Now, the reason behind this is both ridiculous and interesting. So bear with me with a little patience. If you would rather read this content, it is available on our website, tonolatino.com en. It is the latest blog post available for you to read. Now, with one exception in early 20th century, Iowa has always held caucuses to select their nominees. And even though they've used this caucus system since the 1800s, it really didn't have much significance in presidential politics until the elections in 1972. Now, to understand why Iowa or why the Iowa caucus became the unofficial beginning of the presidential election, we have to look at the shit show, poop show that was the 1968 Democratic Convention in Chicago. So 1968 was turning out to be a pretty horrible year for the United States. The Vietnam War was raging on. Civil rights leader Martin Luther King was assassinated in Memphis, as was presidential candidate Robert Kennedy in California. So the boiling point for many people was the convention. And the convention nominated Vice President Hubbard Humphrey as the Democratic candidate. But the problem with Humphrey was that he didn't compete in any of the primaries and only competed in caucuses that were controlled by the so-called party bosses. So think about this like Vito Corleone from The Godfather, except less Italian and more wasp, like white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. My accent really came out there. So Humphrey was also echoing President Lyndon Johnson's pro-Vietnam War view, and his main competitor, Senator Eugene McCarthy, was anti-war and had won most votes in the primaries leading up to the election. So you can understand why people are frustrated. This guy, Vice President Humphrey, didn't compete in the primaries where his main rival, Eugene McCarthy, won, and he was still the nominee. So there were massive riots outside the convention in 1968 because the nominating process was controlled by the party insiders and not the rank and file members. So this not only tainted the Democratic Party, it also played a huge part in their loss that year 
to Richard Nixon, who later became president. So the Democratic Party came out of that election and they were determined to change the way the candidates were selected. And this is where the Iowa Democratic Party comes in. They were frustrated with the status quo and they set off on making the voting process more transparent for 1972, for the next presidential election. They wanted to make sure that the candidates were being selected by its members and not the party elites, like what happened with Humphrey. So to start off, the party decided to change the rules and candidates were assigned delegates based on their percentage of total votes. So instead of a winner takes all, this made sure that everybody's vote mattered. There's a lengthier explanation on our blog about why this made things very, very lengthy. I'm going to summarize it this way. We're talking about 1972. And the process for selecting the candidate in Iowa was divided into four different stages. And in order to get information to all the people to vote, you needed to provide them with printouts of the candidates. And again, we're in 1972 where you don't have computers or machines that can copy a lot of information to distribute. So the Iowa Democratic Party determined that it would take them 30 days to produce enough material for each each state of this process. And that's why to, to go to the national convention in July, they had to start all of this process since February. But let's, back, let's go back to the meat of this entire thing. Why is the Iowa caucus so important today? So Democratic Senator from South Dakota, George McGovern, ran for president in 1972. And he used the Iowa caucus as, as a way to garner media attention before the New Hampshire primaries. Okay. Now, his rival, Senator Edwin, Edmund Muskie of Maine, was the leading candidate for the Democrats. But his rival, McGovern, was campaigning heavily in Iowa. And even though he lost Iowa, McGovern lost Iowa to Edmund Muskie, he came in close second and got a lot of media attention thanks to reporting from the New York Times. So he used that momentum in his favor and then he went on to win the nomination in 1972 but lost the general election to Richard Nixon. Like I said, this was a very, very rough period for the Democrats. Four years later, Jimmy Carter was the candidate and he learned from McGovern's success and used the same tactics in 1976 to attract media attention and like McGovern won the nomination. So he campaigned heavily in Iowa. Now, luckily for the Democrats this time, Jimmy Carter won the presidency and in a matter of about four years, the Iowa caucus proved to be extremely powerful and seen as the unofficial beginning of the presidential election. Okay, so now that we sort of understand the importance of the Iowa caucus, what is the difference between that and the primary? 
So to start, primaries are run by state and lo local governments. So for example, the state of Oregon determines when the primary is going to be held and how it is done. Caucuses are private events run by the political parties themselves. So participation is key in this process. Now, as opposed to primary where voters head to polling station to select their nominee, a caucus requires that members of a political party meet in a place and nominate candidates for different offices. Now, the voters have to spend quite a few hours of their evening to participate in the caucus process. That's why maybe you have seen news lately about some of the presidential candidates offering babysitting services for people who want to participate in the process, but previously they haven't been able to because somebody has to stay home with the kids, for example. Now, because this requires a lot of personal time from the voters, it is vitally important that the candidates have a good ground game in Iowa. So the candidates need to make sure that they get their supporters to participate in the caucus. And like I said, some of them are even offering child care services to guarantee that people are going to go vote for them. Now, one key difference between a caucus and a primary is that people vote out in the open. So that means that everybody can see who you're voting for. There are no secret ballots like in the primary system. And in this way, it's kind of more of a community gathering. So let me tell you exactly how it works. It starts at 7 p.m. local time and it lasts theoretically about an hour. Honestly, tonight we will get to find out how long this is going to last. The caucus is a closed caucus. That means that you have to be a registered Democrat in order to participate. But in Iowa, you can register tonight to do this. Now, once in their precincts, the voters listen to the surrogates, so to representatives of the different candidates, and the, the surrogates make the case for each of the candidates and people begin to vote. And like I said, it is a open process. Now, there are two rounds of voting and that's going to give different results. So the initial preference results means that the, the people first go to their preferred candidates and then the reallocated preference results, which means that if a candidate does not receive at least 15% of the vote, then those voters are released and can select an, any other candidate in the second round, which is called the reallocated preference. These results are also tabulated and the second round results are then converted to state delegate equivalents. So based on percentages, each one of the candidates will receive a certain amount of delegates. The difference in the 2020 Democratic Iowa caucus is that for the first time, the raw vote totals are going to be counted as opposed to the final state delegate equivalent. So we're going to see more of the process happening today. And I'm really, really curious to see what happens tonight. So you might be wondering how effective is Iowa at determining the presidency or the Iowa caucus at determining the presidency? Well, it's actually far more accurate than you might think. 
the winner of the last seven of nine Democratic caucuses went on to become the nominee. And again, this is why the Iowa caucus matters so much to many of the Democratic presidential nominees. And that kind of tells you why Iowa is first in the nation. Personally, and like I said at the beginning, I agree with a lot of people who have raised this concern. Iowa doesn't necessarily show the makeup of the people in this country. Is it? It is a very less diverse state. My English is not the best there right now. I'm trying to be very nice about this. We don't have a lot of diversity in Iowa. That's what I'm trying to say. And so it doesn't really represent what voters from the Democratic Party might look like. And a lot of people have been raising this concern because there are very important voters in the black community. And to be perfectly realistic, there aren't a lot of black voters or Latino voters in places like Iowa. And so you might see some excellent articles highlighting this issue and raising questions as to why an event organized by the party, so the Democratic Party, remember, organizes caucuses, chooses to hold this there, then uh, it, it will create an issue. So the important thing in all of this, I know that most of you probably listening are not in Iowa. I wanted to give you an explanation as to why this is such a big deal. And maybe we should start raising more awareness as as to why Iowa is first and there's so much weight put into this state. What matters is that we do not and we should not take democracy for granted. And what we need to do is get out and vote.